This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane, here as always with Chris. Chris, how are you? I am great, Rob. How are you? Doing good. Um, I give you credit for being great. Um, people with this whole COVID thing, right, they, tr- they struggle. They see, like, the things that are happening on TV. They hear about it. But very few people have it affect you. And sadly, it affected you. It did. Uh, my uncle... Uh, New Jersey, unfortunately, passed away last week. Um, he came down with COVID-19, uh, spiked a fever, was rushed to the hospital uh, immediately. Uh, started to actually beat it a little bit, um, turned a corner and was looking a little better. But it unfortunately came back, spiked it again, and he was his body wasn't able to fight it. And he um, passed away peacefully. Because uh, he was on hospice for a little bit uh, last week, so I had un- my uh, my first ever Zoom funeral celebration with my family uh, on Saturday, and across the the country with all the family getting together on Zoom to celebrate the life. Because this is this is the saddest part about passing away at this point. So the fun the real funeral, which was in Jersey, only two people are allowed to go. Two. Two. Jesus. Four technically, the priest, the undertaker, and then two family members. It's like fifteen minutes in and out. See you later. You can't have a celebration afterwards. No one could go say goodbye to him in the hospital because you're not allowed to go into the COVID center, right? So you unfortunately have to pass on your own. Um, and so it, it's it's definitely like to your point. It, it it doesn't affect you until it does, right? Um, as cliche as that sounds, but it's, uh, it's an awful situation to be in because typically when a death of a family member brings people together and lets them rejoice, we did it on zoom, which was fine. And, um, we had a good time for like an hour and a half, two hours on a Saturday afternoon, but it's, it's not how it's supposed to be. Right. Um, so are you going to do any, is your family doing anything like once you can gather? Yeah, but like, it's it kind of like, oh yeah, I think, oh, yeah, okay. no, they definitely, we definitely, it just, but we're not going to plan anything because when the hell is that going to be? Like, that's the, like, nobody knows. So right, for sure that that'll happen. But when, I don't know. But um, yeah, unfortunately my uncle did pass from COVID. Uh, he was, he had no underlying health issues. Uh, he had no heart disease, nothing. Um, he wasn't on a pill. He succumbed to COVID specifically COVID. So everybody out there was like, Oh, it's all, it's only affects certain people. Like it, it can get you. Um, it's real. Uh, and it's unfortunately, that's a shitty way to go because you have to die alone and you can't have a proper funeral to say goodbye. Oh, it's just as 
the worst. And I, obviously we've texted and talked before this, but, uh, you know, obviously deepest sympathies and condolences to you, to your family. It's just like, sounds like the worst. Yeah. It's, it's, um, he, he lived a great life. Uh, and that's the only blessing. Even of in New this. Jersey, even in New life? Jersey, top five <laughs> state, baby. Uh, and, uh, so he actually has a twin brother who's, uh, doing okay. Cause they, they live together. So it's, it's odd that he get one, got it, one didn't, but that's the way this disease is. No one knows what the hell's going on, but yeah, no, it, it was, it's, it's sad, but, um, more so because of the way it had to happen. But, um, family's doing well and we'll hopefully have a better and bigger celebration once this all passes did you have to have the same like work when you're on zoom at work it's like hey you're on mute hey uh yes did you have the same thing but just like is it worse with family or is it like it's what what's zoom like with that bigger thing you know i zoom with my in-laws occasionally and my parents occasionally it's not that bad because it's just like two or three people but like with a yeah, virtual I'm, funeral. It's got to be different. It's uh, it's very different. You've got people because a lot, a lot, a lot of my relatives, even the older ones, are like, how come I can't see everybody? Because like you know, this, this, <laughs> the speaker view versus the whole view, and they're all Italian too. Oh, right? uh, and so. it's like, and they're like, what, some people are on the iPad, some people are on. So it's a different view on an iPad than it is on a computer. It's like, well, I can see everybody. Well, I can't see you. Oh, so there's that. <laughs> you got everyone talking. and and like so it's the, like the first 17 minutes of this, just like making sure people can see. Yeah, because like the younger folks who have been using Zoom 24-7 now to, to do work are just sitting there going like, and we know to mute it, not to be having background noise. And the other, the older ones are just like chaotic and talk. Everyone's trying to talk at the same time. And then finally it got better. It figured it out. My grandmother was with my parents and like trying to talk and she had to keep moving the, the, the computer in front of her so people could hear. It was, it was, uh, it was exactly how you would think it would go, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it it was fine. It was fun. Like we had, I was, it's it was as good as it's gonna get, and it's it's ironic because most of that family, they never would have been at a funeral to be like. There was people from California, Missouri, uh, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Georgia on the Zoom call. Like we, they all wouldn't have been at the funeral. So it was good. It was good in that sense. Yeah, well, it's good to catch up, I guess. But uh, do you? have anybody you have any good stories from work uh like with crazy things that they're doing in their house because i do uh, on zoom yes on zoom we know we we unfortunately do not i wish i did like they so we do full staff meetings every tuesday okay like tuesday morning at 11 mm-hmm. and they run like an hour and we've got a security guy and uh it's like you know he doesn't mute his thing so like <laughs> coughs or something where, you know, it's like we use Microsoft Teams. So it's like the four latest people to talk are the ones that you can see. And he like coughs or something and you can see him just pounding cigarettes during <laughs> <laughs> during this uh, <laughs> during this Zoom call. He has no idea that anyone is uh, watching him is looking is looking at him. But he is just smoking cigarettes <laughs> like the, <laughs> Wait a minute. Is he like, like a security a good meal or something? Just like a like a, a, a part time security usher? No, he's our like our full time I think is director of fan services or something like that. Got but, it. Uh, he is just pounding cigarettes on the uh thing i'm just dying laughing this entire time is there any do you work with anyone else that smokes there 
think it's only one right now. It used to be more, but not. I think. Yeah, it's we don't. One. We don't have one in our FSM office. There's not one person who smokes. Yeah, ask me if there's a handful of people that dip. Is there a handful of people that dip? Yeah, I. So I dip for fifteen years. Really? Yeah, and uh, it ranged. I was very into it. Then it would be just a little bit, and then very into a little bit. And then I quit when I was in Scranton, and uh, it's still, I think about it every day. Real, every I, day? And I, had, and I haven't had a dip probably in uh, five or six years. I, I was a hardcore baseball player, baseball, baseball, baseball. I never dipped once in my life. I, I loved every second of it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've never, I can't, sm- I can't smoke cigarettes. I'm allergic to cigarettes. So I, I was definitely Do allergic to cigarettes. you smoke cigars? Can smoke cigars, no problem. Right. So, but I cannot be around like cigarette smoke. It drives me bananas. And like the best law ever passed was when they made bars out. Totally them. agree. Totally agree. When you still go to bars and you just reek a smoke. Oh, you just, I had to take a shower when I got home because I couldn't breathe. It was so bad. Um, but yeah, no, I never dipped. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I did. But it was. It's like, addicting, right. right? It's really addicting. It's. I think about it every day, and I haven't had one in six years. Yeah, the hardest time was when I was driving. Uh, five. I was. Being a, I was living in Scranton as a consultant in Pawtucket, and I would drive five hours on Monday mornings there and five hours either on Thursday nights or Friday afternoons back. And those hours sometimes felt like days because I was still in my infancy of not dipping. And if I was like, if I can make it through this, I can make it through anything. And then being alone in the hotel room, and like when I was there, it was just like, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. And I literally, I never cheated once. Because if I cheat, You're going back. I'm screwed. I'm, I'm like all in, back. If I go once, if I have one, it'll be like the worst thing ever. But yeah, it was uh, I, I very much enjoyed the smokeless tobacco. Why'd you quit? Uh, we were trying to get pregnant. and uh, That's I, not I, a good thing to be doing when you're trying. Yeah. Thing. Right. It's also so, it's also not good for your throat cancer and your gum cancer and everything else that goes right. along. Right, I it. think it was starting to like. All right, you're starting to get a little bit older, and I had to. I I, I felt like I had. To I've quit. worked with but many no people one that could dip. Tell me to quit. No one could tell me to quit. If someone was like, "You got to quit because it's bad for you," it would have been like, you know, f off. Yep. But for me, uh, I had to do it on my so own. So it's like a, I tried yeah. probably two or three different times over that course of time, and all failed. I don't know why this one worked. It just did. I will say. Other than smoking, it's probably the most disgusting habit, too. Like, the dip bottles around the office. Like, it's disgusting. Like, people who yeah. dip in the office, it's disgusting. And I dipped in the office all the time. Yeah, college. The like time. college, you walk and like you, you, you grab a pole and spring button. There's just dip in it. Like, no, this is disgusting. Oh, I remember we just had, uh, yeah, like, spill everywhere. And there was a, I remember oh. a ba- baseball trip. And one of the guys was like, I'm going to sneak a dip with coach driving. I'm going to sneak it in. And I'm going to spit out the window. It's like the sandlot. <laughs> so he's like, so like, all right. So he did that. No one cared, but he's spitting out the window, right? And then after like the half hour drive to the baseball field or whatever, the whole side of the van is covered in tips. <laughs> and then the coach is like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> oh, it was a bird. It must have been a bird. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Uh, that's, that's what happened. Boys are so dumb. But anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. College age. We were the best. Oh, we were so the dumb. Absolute best. Um, so there is some sports business news that we should probably maybe kind of sure to talk about. Yeah, sure. Um, why not? 
<laughs> Wait, there's, there's still a sports league? It's still happening? I don't even know. What, what are we talking about? Nothing's happening besides what? The Premier League started up, UFC fought. No, Premier League's not started up. Then, uh, I don't know. Uh, Premier League's trying to start up. They're voting. They're trying to figure it out. Players are now Maybe speaking out against it. But anyway, the UFC. Bundesliga's trying to. Oh, one of the. No. The, Isn't there some soccer league that's started up? La Liga, maybe? Um, one of them. Yeah, maybe one of them. Anyway, Korean baseball's playing. KBO, baby. KBO. And, uh, they got the cutout fans. Have you seen that? I was thinking about I, you. And that's the, what I was talking about. They got the cutout fans behind the stand. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Um, some of these KBO stuff, it's like. In AAA, we'll see some of these guys, like, next year. Oh, for sure. So it would be like, where was this guy? It was in Korea. Like, it was in, in AAA baseball. It's like always some random thing. It was like, remember that guy? Where'd he go? I think he's playing in Taiwan or Korea. Because they, like, pay a fortune. I know. Tax-free, too. Yeah. the uh, We had this guy, Bryce Brent. He was a... I remember that guy. He, I remember that yeah, guy. Yeah, right? He played in the big leagues yeah. with the Red Sox not long ago. Yeah. Um, and one year he was an all star, hit like thirty five bombs, and the next year like where'd Brents go? Korea. Korea. <laughs> it was like a million of those guys. They'll hit. It's like they can't make the big leagues, but uh, yeah, it's like quadruple A. Right. That's exactly. It's what like it. quadruple those quad A. Quad A guys are. They'll make a fortune in. Hey, look! If you get. Hey, by the way, you, I don't want to be quad A guy. Sound like demeaning. I would love to be a quad A guy. No, it's no, it's quad A is like it's they're better. They're too good for triple A. They're not quite good enough to play in the show for 10 plus years, but they can go play in a, a highly competitive league and make good money. They're not going to make that money in AAA. So no it's way. way better going over playing. It's not, yeah, it's not demeaning. It's just, that's, that's the type of play. Like Bryce Brent isn't hitting 40 home runs in major league baseball. Like it's just not happening. Um, so speaking of baseball, Oh, UFC came back. There we go. That was the thing that came no, back. Yeah, they they UFC came back. I watched none of it. I'm not a big UFC. No, fan. me neither. No, I'm not either. It's not my not my thing. I've heard uh, I heard it was actually okay from a viewership standpoint, meaning like with no fans there, but you could hear every smack and hit and kick. Like uh, it sounded like bones were like, breaking. I don't know. Like those type of sports are not for me. People love them. I can understand why it can be like exhilarating. I watch a boxing uh, match. I'm I'm good with like a Mike Tyson fight. Like I could watch that. Uh, did you see he might be coming back? Yeah, well, you see his you see his workout. I he would. They're he, insane. He'd kill you. He'd still kill he, you in a second. In I a also second. saw they're making a uh, uh, which I can't wait for is uh, Jamie Fox is making a Tyson biop. Really? So like he's gonna play Mike Tyson, and he did. He's like he was talking about like the opening scene, and he he, he talks like Mike. He sounds exactly like him. It's gonna be uh, uh, Jamie Fox is like an amazing actor. I think that'll be great. Tyson yeah. was unreal. Tyson was must watch television when we were kids i remember where i was when uh he bit uh holyfield oh yeah i was at my grandparents i was at my grandparents and i was like what just happened i was like watched it live it was like i was at my best friend's house and uh we stole it that's the thing yeah no yeah i had the the black box that's why i was at my grandparents house i was at my grandparents house watching on the black box the black box was a huge thing back then you had some of the black boxes unbelievable and uh they were, they were like when they were, you know, had their arms around each other, and then, and then they and ripped then away. Yeah, he, and I was like, did he just bite him? Yeah, no, was it was like, crazy. No, he couldn't have just bit him. And he bit him again. He bit him twice. He bit him again. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? It wasn't that the one where he just like he got the face tattoo like a week before. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like he that. he had he had some <laughs> issues going on. Holy buckets. Yeah. So if Tyson could have kept his like world together. Oh my god. Uh, unbelievable. He was unreal, and then he got all his money stolen by Don King. So there's that too. There's that. 
uh, used to have tigers in it. Big pigeon guy. Pigeon guy, right? Great in The Hangover. Yeah, I did see that movie. <laughs> oh. I never saw the other ones. It's the same movie. Three. Yeah, never, never saw the other One's just in Thailand. That's it. It's about it. It's yeah, the same never, exact movie. I never, I never saw it. I will say this. Amy tried to make me watch it. We were going to Hawaii for uh, vacation after we built the ballpark in Scranton. She's like, you'll like this movie. It's Hangover 2. <laughs> yeah. I made it through six seconds. I couldn't even watch it on airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's like, this is just, I see where this is going. I'm out. I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, hey, look, you, be, you, be, you do you. You stay true. Don't, don't waver. <laughs> Can I say this too? Um, so today you were on a call. You couldn't join me, but I interviewed the guys. So it'll be a, a podcast uh, upcoming. The guys who made Fifty Summers, the documentary that I was in. Yep. And it was like a giraffe trying to swim. It just doesn't work. <laughs> and <laughs> what? <laughs> so I've never heard that analogy in my life. A giraffe <laughs> trying to swim. Imagine a draft trying to swim. They just can't do it. <laughs> Where did you learn that? I'm sure in Alabama or... No, honestly, I think I made it up. I think I made it up. I never... I, I don't know. Maybe I heard it somewhere, but I, uh, I'm pretty sure I made it up. But anyway, it's a ridiculous thing. But, but me talking to directors and producers of movies, awkward. Yeah, but you know, that's what I said. You, you can't carry that conversation. You don't even watch movies. We talked for 49 minutes. I figured it out. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> How the hell do you think I've made That's it? a new t-shirt. New t-shirt. A giraffe trying to swim. <laughs> it could be. We need to get some merch going, but it's expensive. I know. I told you. It's just it's too it's too pricey right now. It's not, I don't think we're essential for needing that. Uh, we're probably making a little bit of PPE instead of making front office feature merch. Or you should make P, uh, front office feature masks. Masks. Yeah. Well, actually, no. That'd be, that'd... Actually, we talked about that for uh, Paw Sox ones. There's some liabil- legal liability yeah, on that. Yeah, I, I know. We t- the Red Sox are looking at it too, and I, there's like this waiver or claim you'd have to put in it so you don't get sued in case someone does get coronavirus through your mask. If, some, if someone gets coronavirus and can attribute it to your mask, like you're screwed. Yeah, not great. I never in a million years would have thought that. That's why they have lawyers. Right. I also say my personality and a lawyer's personality, if there's two totally opposite things on the spectrum, that's, that's, that's how it works. That's how it works. Like, Come on now, we can figure it out. We don't need a contract. Yeah, shake hands, good enough, right? Um, so I think you were, we were going to get to it until a giraffe came into our conversation. But yes, there, yeah. there was some baseball news. Some baseball news? Can you talk a little bit about this? I'm, uh, sure. The, uh, what is going on? They're talking about a revenue split, and they normally do not have a revenue split with the players and the owners. Is that correct? Correct, yeah. The other leagues with the salary caps and such typically work off of what the total revenue is, is what leads to the salary cap. So that's what predicates like the NBA salary cap and the NFL, et cetera, NHL as well. And it's essentially a, a, a guaranteed amount of the pool, whether it be 48% or 50%. It's typically right around there. Um, baseball does not have that. They don't have a salary cap. They have a luxury tax. So in this instance, based on the loss of revenue that everyone is forecasting without having fans – We've talked about without tickets. 40%-ish of the revenue comes. It'll be like 60-ish with tickets, merch, and concessions. Got it. So with that, the owners are like, well, if we play, we can't pay you the salary that we had already previously negotiated 
because they already had come to an agreement on what like a prorated agreement would look like if there was a season again, but a shortened season. <clears throat> that was before they knew there would be no fans. And the likelihood of any fans being in a ballpark is almost zero at this point. So the owners approved uh, a deal which included a, I think it was like a 70-page document of what the policies and procedures would look like from a safety and how they'd execute this season. Because that's a big question by the players. Like, Am I safe? What are you going to do? How are we going to secure enough tests to not also hurt Joe Public? But the big thing that's always going to come down to, right, is money. And the own, the players are nervous about agreeing to this proposal because it could set a precedent for a salary cap down the road, of which the MLBPA and the union have fought forever against. They don't want a salary cap. Well, the 94 strike happened because. Right. So typically, so the math is shown, though, even though they don't have an agreement on revenue sharing, baseball players have typically gotten around 49 to 50% of revenue based on what the salaries have been over the last, I think, like seven years is what baseball claims. The difference is with the leagues, baseball doesn't open their books to the players because they don't have to, right? So the union could be like, no, you're lying. You're making more money than you're telling us. Where like the NBA has to show it because that's how the revenue is split. So there's just, there's always been labor strife with these two right they've never been harmonious sanctimony like between the owners and the mlbpa it's like it's considered the strongest union in in the country is mlbpa for a reason um they're the only sport without a salary cap and these guys make and they have guaranteed salaries and everything and they have the best benefits and so forth so my opinion just my opinion not as an employee in an organization it would be really 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 ballsy to have a fight over millions of dollars in the middle of a pandemic when there's 20 million people on unemployment yeah and the claiming down the road like you're supposed to negotiate in good faith in these terms and that's always what's supposed to happen in collective bargaining the owners are saying look this is a one-time thing this is unprecedented we can't like this is clearly not what we would ever imagine, but this is what we're facing right now. There's not going to be fans. There's not going to be concessions. We're only going to get TV revenue, and there's not a, mo- a lot of TV revenue for some certain markets. Like, the temporary Rays don't make a lot of money on TV. They just don't. Probably not. They don't. Um, and then on the national side, the players are like, well, if we add more playoff teams, because you saw they're going to add like 14 playoff teams this year. Like a lot. I saw that. I saw they're that. like, well, you'll make more money on the national side, which is fine. And the owner's like, we'll split it with you. Like, that's it. Like, we'll split that with you 50-50. The players are saying, look, we're not going to subsidize your losses when you've been making more money off us for the past X amount of years. It's a hard, like, that's one of the ones where I struggle with a little bit. And I I do too, because, like, for, listen, welcome to the real world, is my opinion right now. Like, we're all facing this. This isn't, this isn't a baseball issue. This is a every industry regarding what you do for a living issue. So, it would be, I think, sport suicide to not play based on economics. If they don't play based on health and safety and logistics, of course, no one's gonna, no one will ever say boo about that. Like, that's what should matter most. You can't not play because you couldn't agree on how to split up millions of dollars when there's 20 million people unemployed and potentially going to be 30 million unemployed. So, like. That's just not going to sit well with 
us as people in the industry. It's not going to sit well with fans. It's not going to sit well with anybody. Strikes, lockouts, they all happen. But they don't happen in the middle of pandemics when people are literally starving and are not don't want to care or hear that you don't make $30 million, you're going to make $20 million this year. That's, that's not going to sit well. And I think pe- and people are dying for like live content. Oh my God, it would be amazing for the sport to be, like the stuff they'd be able to do. Like you can fall in love with baseball again. People would love it. And the broadcast would be great with the sound. You'd hear everything in the ballpark. Like the Korean baseball thing, if you watched any of it, like it's kind of cool because you can hear the dugout and you hear, you hear everything, the crack of the bat. Like it's, it's cool. The, the Astros in 2017 wouldn't love that. <laughs> no, they would love it. You could hear, you could hear the banging much you're, easier. You can hear the trash can a little bit easier. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm... I'm optimistic both sides will eventually realize that's for the sport, for the long-term health. It's a good thing if they can play as long as it's safe and healthy for the players. Um, And I I would imagine, I have no doubt in my mind they will get through that. I'm being very, very optimistic on that. I I just, I I still question the logistical part because that part to me is still mind-blowing. Um, yeah, I don't know how they, I don't know, how, I don't, I, st- I am not smart enough to figure out how they do that. It's, it's going to be the hard. The travel part, I don't understand. It's hard. It's really like, hard. Are you going to go into a, you know, you got to go to an airport, right? You got to go to hotels. You got to figure out. Well, they don't go through the typical airport, right? They they pull up on a bus and get up, jump on a charter. So, but still, there's people they're going to be in. Co- they're but still they've got you know the people who help on the. hundred percent. Hotel workers and food and security. It's it's a logistical nightmare, um, and then there's the like the procedures like what happens if a player does get it? Do you shut the whole league down? Do you shut the team down? Like quarantine? Like what happens if a five guys on the team get it? Like does that team now can't play? Like because they're all it's it's a lot. Um, I don't envy like people having to make those decisions and figure that all out, but that's what's going on with baseball um hockey and foot hockey and basketball are a little different situation because they're just trying to finish the season that already started yeah they're all trying to finish and they're also like all right what if a guy gets it the players in the nba seem like adamant that they want to finish the season yes they do um and they had that call i think what yesterday or two days ago with all the big guys like lebron and chris paul and Kawhi were all like lockstep saying we should play um where it sounds like it would be like a compound they would go to and just all of them would live there and play out the season. Play out the season and then do the playoffs and then call it good. Yeah. And I think I saw something that they don't want to go past Labor Day. Because you got to get ready for the next season. Right. So that it's just, it's all, it's all not, but also college sports too are, are, are in question because California says they're not going back next semester. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, and they also have said you can't just play and pick and choose which sports you play. It's either they all play or they don't play at all. So, like, I – that one I think is a much harder lift because the amount of resources and money and logistics that have to go into making sure every college athlete is playing and having those same standards as the football team. Like, I don't know. That's that's I, That seems cool. hard. It, seem, it Absolutely. It almost seems impossible. If they're not going to go back to school, if there's not a – vaccine by september no one's gonna put a whole bunch of college kids back in dorm rooms well some some states will <laughs> not, not all alabama will yes worst state in the union. <laughs> someone asked me today 
what do you think Rob's take is on how Alabama is handling the coronavirus situation? I said, well, probably not good. The worst. They're the, they're the, I, don't, I don't even know what they're doing, but I know they're doing it the ass backwards way, and they don't know what the hell's going on. Like, coronavirus? We ain't got no coronavirus around here. We don't drink no corona. jeez. Oh, <laughs> you mean the beer? <laughs> I go down to Mexico. I drink my Miller Lite. Oh, we're probably God, gonna get. We're probably gonna get. By the way, our getting, southern accents are terrible. We're gonna get in trouble now, but that's fine. We're, yeah, whatever. Fine. I told everyone: if you live in Alabama, I hope you never listen to this podcast. I hope <laughs> Alabama gets cut out out of the union and spread somewhere else. <laughs> we, them in Florida, can just lop them right off. I like Florida because I can vacation there a little bit. But I, I, I hope Alabama uh, is is gone. Like I just don't want them around anymore. <laughs> I need to know. We need to go into a deep story one day, like the Alabama hatred. Like, there's a deep root hate there. Deep. There's absolutely. I'm not sure there's anything that cuts as deep as Alabama. I, I hated that place <laughs> so much. I, was only, I lived there for two years, and it was the worst two years of all time. Uh, so, yeah, um, that's what's going on in the world of hopefully getting sports back. But, hey, we got, we got uh, more voicemails. What would be great is all the college football could play. Right, all the college football could play. Everyone is having a great time. Notre Dame's playing USC, but Alabama could not play at all. <laughs> Alabama and Auburn, they just said, "Nope, we're out. We can't play football." There'd be nothing that would be going. That there. state that would make my day. That state would crumble. Their whole economy, I think, is based off of Alabama and Auburn football. Right? What else do they have for an economy? I will say this: there are some very nice beaches down on the Gulf. The Florida, right? The Florida line. That is a thing. Uh, it's called Gulf Shores. Gulf Shores is gorgeous. I will say that. It is very pretty. That is my positive take on everything right <laughs> good, now. Good, good. You have to be nice. That's nice. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. The rest of the state is a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> Our listener from Alabama, I wonder if they've caught up yet because they just dropped off hard. Oh, good, good. I wish they never listened. <laughs> Our reviews <laughs> are in the toilet. Oh, boy. Um, right. wait, do we get a text? We got, we got some text messages. Well, we got a text. Uh, no text. We got a, text we got a bunch of, we got a bunch of texts, but we're only going to pick one because of time. And we, you and I started recording this late tonight. So we'll only my pick one. Gonna, my wife's going to kill me. Anyway, it's from one of your UMass Minutemen. I am reading this verbatim. So, um, um, here we go. Hey, uh, Chris and Rob, I really appreciate all the insights and guidance you share on the podcast. First off, you're welcome. It's like that uh, Moana song. Did I text? Yeah, did I text myself this? I texted you this. Uh, my name is Jake Barnes and graduated from UMass last week. Congratulations, Jake. You get a little uh, uh, attaboy. Uh, good work. Uh, from UMass last week, and Chris and I are both alums. Go Minutemen. Go Minutemen. Um, I got in a lot of trouble at UMass one night. Um, would you recommend that I take an entry-level job in sports that I cons- uh, considered I won't be fully invested in or passionate about, or should I wait for an entry-level position that I am passionate about once those roles begin hiring again post-COVID? Jake Barnes, wonderful question. Um, what do you think, bud? Oh, my God. I hope McKelvey told you the answer to this before the, you graduated or you got to get your money back. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> That's an that's an easy one. Do not, under any circumstances, take a job that you're not passionate about. Just you're gonna suck at. You're it. gonna suck. You're gonna get suck. You're either gonna be fired or you're gonna quit because you're gonna be miserable. And that's the thing we've always talked about. Like sports, 
it's not fancy sports. It's, it's, it's still a job. You still have a responsibility. So while it's an industry you want to work in, if it's not the right job in that industry, you're going to hate it. And you're going to be like, what am I doing? And to, to Rob's point, you're going to suck at it. So right. no, absolutely do not take a job. And this is much easier said than done. I understand you just graduated. You're like, this is how it's supposed to work. This is how the world works. Yeah, I got, I got student loans coming. I got to get something. I got bad news for you. It might be a while um, in our industry. It, you got to be patient. You got to ride the wave. Stay the course. I would 100% recommend if there's a if you know what that passion is, if it means you getting another role in a different industry for the time being until those right opportunities open up for you in our industry, that will serve you better than taking a role just to take a job that you stink at and you're going to have to leave anyway. And there, But there's a difference too, I think. Right, because a lot of people are 22, graduating, don't know exactly what they want to do. They haven't really found their passion yet. They come out of schools like, I'm not really sure what it is in sports that I want to do. Then I think that's a different question than I'm not passionate about it. Be like me taking a finance job in sports. I would suck at it, right? It wouldn't be the right fit for me. I would have known that from day one. But if it was, I don't know, a ticket role compared to a sponsorship role compared to maybe an activation or marketing role at 22. I'm not sure I would have known the difference if I would have been not as passionate or whatever, but I think it's also, so I think in my opinion, I think that's a different question. Do you agree? Oh my God. Yeah. So it, it, it has to be at least on the spectrum, right? To your point, the, like if you have absolutely zero level of interest of being in sales, the answer is not to take a ticket sales job because that's the ones that are going to be available. Specifically, that's going to be the big ones that are available when this all comes firing back up because everyone's going to have to sell tickets. If you're like, I know I'm not good at sales. I don't want to be in sales. I have no interest in sales. That's where it's typically where people get in trouble. It's like, oh, that's the job available. I'll go in there. I'll do sales and I'll move over to PR one day. Nope. Sorry. Wrong answer. Move on. Do right. what you love. And to Rob's point, you may not know that yet. Now's a good time to be talking to folks like us or other people. To figure what that what that is, because what else are you doing? I also think too, if you are in college and you're a freshman or a sophomore listening to this, this is also what's important that you get a broad range of experience during your college life, right? So, like, you might not know if you love ticket sales. We try a ticket sales internship, right? If you might not love you love operations or X, Y, and Z, you really need to fulfill the whole, you know, the whole spectrum so that when you do get out, they have an idea of what the hell you want, what, uh, what abs- hell you want to do. Absolutely. I actually talked to Samantha from Wake Forest the other day as a follow-up. From, I did too. She was great. She was great. And she asked those questions like, what, 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 what should you be doing while you're in college and you have that time? It's like volunteer, go do other things, have something on your resume other than a GPA and a diploma, because that's not going to tell you what you like and what you don't like. And it's also not going to separate you from the pack. So Get off your ass and go do something. But Jake, do not just take a job that you know you're not passionate about. If it's something that you you might think you 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 could see yourself doing and you want to give it a shot, that's a different story. But if you 100% know in your gut you're going to hate that job, no matter what industry you work in, that is going to end in massive failure. Guaranteed. Agreed. We've got a voicemail too. You want to do the voicemail? Let's do the voicemail. Hi, Robin, Chris. It's Brian Krentzman. I hope all is well with both of you and all of your families and everyone's staying safe and healthy. I've got two quick questions for you. 
My first one is, what is your biggest takeaway from the first dance that young professionals can take into their careers? For me, the way he branded himself around the sport and not necessarily politics really stuck out to me, and I think that's important that something I want to do as I build my career. My second question is, what can students like myself do other than just basic networking during this period of time, either before internship starts or if they unfortunately don't get to happen at all this summer? I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts, and stay well. Talk to you guys soon. All right, Brian, I think I got most of that. It was breaking up a little bit. Um, But the first thing early in your career that you can do, you talked about branding yourself. Um, I'm a big proponent of figuring out what your self-brand is and what you bring that to the uh, team that you're about to be working for, organization that you'd be working for. is When they think about Brian Krentzman, what do they think? And I think you can uh, start that brand even before your first day. Chris, do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I actually, this goes back to our UMass discussion we just had. So I learned that early in my career and one of our professors told us the most important thing that you own and can control is your brand, right? Exactly Amen. exactly what you said. What do people say after they say the word Brian Krinsman? He's a great, he's a pain, he's a what? Like that's your brand and that's what you're labeled as and that's what you're known as. Um, but you can control that and you define that because you control what how your actions and actions always speak louder than words. So you you have to make sure that people view you as someone they want to work with and that is successful and will be able to get the job done if they bring you on board because that's the brand that you want to portray that'll open up way more doors for you than someone who's not considered a top quality product i agree with that um and then his second question was besides just basic networking right what else can uh people be doing i think that's a great question because you kind of want to go do something else. Here's my here's my thought. I think our main man, Mike Scott, has done a great job of this. He's got white papers. He's been writing articles. Uh, my sister Katie, right? She started writing a blog. Uh, go do something, right? Um, if you've got a passion about, I don't know, social media marketing, or you've got a passion about community relations. I'm diving deep in what other people are doing. I'm doing my research on what they are doing. And I'm putting together a giant freaking document about what all these people are doing. Then when I get my community relations job or I get my social media marketing interview or I get whatever the hell that I'm excited about in you know, Mike Scott's one, it's arbitration cases, that I'm way the hell uh, ahead of everybody because I have put so much time, effort, and energy and not wasted, uh, you know, the coronavirus quarantine, that you have made something of it and you are more than just kind of, you're talking to people, which is obviously very important. We talk about it all the time, but you've also done something, do something. We do a podcast mainly because back a year ago, I was like, I want to do something, right? And doing something has helped a lot. Um, couldn't agree more. Like, the, the the barrier to entry to do something from your home is the lowest it's ever been, right? Right. Content, 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 content. People are starving for content right now. If you want to be in sports law, you should be writing blogs, analyzing what the union is doing right now with the negotiations with the owners. 
If, and following our man, Sports Law Lust. Exactly. And, in, in, and interacting with him on social media. And that's beyond networking. That's becoming, and it goes back to the first part of that question, is building a brand. That's how you also can build a brand and, and set it like a precedent of who you are and get your viewpoints and your personality out there without having to do a networking. Like, just be be bold, be brave, and, like, stand out from the crowd. And that means, like, start a podcast. The two, What were the two kids of uh, Wake Forest? They're, they were doing a podcast. They were doing a podcast, yeah. And, They're uh, in college. We're going, on a, we're going on a podcast tomorrow, right? Sports. Uh, sports yeah, mainly, something like that. mainly is um, uh, intelligence review to find out who our competition is. To make sure we can yeah. crush, <laughs> that we can that we can crush. Not, not like that would matter. They're obviously way smarter than we are. We're just here and to uh, to talk and to laugh. I think. Giraffes, and, giraffes that can swim. Um, but yeah, it's no. a tough thing. Giraffes freaking can't swim. Or I should have said giraffes can't dance. It's like, hey, do you have that book? I don't think so. There's a kids book. I have nine million dance. kids books. It might. I don't know. Um, You'd remember giraffes can't dance. I probably would. If not, if you don't have it. Got a gift for you coming. Oh, thank you. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, Maybe I'll write a kid's book, Giraffes Can't Swim. By the way, there's our new bu- there is our new business. What's that? I say it to Rachel all the time. Who writes these books? Kids' books. They're, I don't know. They're they're terrible. They're like two words on a page, and you're like, this is cost seventeen dollars. There's nothing there. We're gonna do it. Why don't we start a sports kids book business? Did you did you used to read Matt Christopher when you were a kid? Those baseball books? I don't even know. I don't even know. It was it was all baseball. It was a it was like a it was all baseball books. It was like a kids books, but it was like it's probably like fourth fifth grade level type stuff. It wasn't. Well, one day when I get to that reading level, I'll let you know. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh God. Um. Oh, you know what I wanted to ask you about because yeah, we were talking about this not um on a separate occasion. You speaking of creative and doing something. You have an idea that similar to what the Texas was it? Who did it? Texas Rangers did it? Texas Rangers are doing a concert in your car. Concert in your car, which by the way, great idea because I've been thinking about how the hell are concerts ever coming back because you can't have concerts without people. That's a good way to do it. Um, it's like a drive-in movie theater. But you in Pawtucket are working on something that I think is really cool and hopefully gets off the ground. Yeah, we're trying to do a restaurant on the field. So that you can come and pick up. There's guidelines that have social uh, distancing and all that good stuff. And you can have up to 100 people at five people a table in Rhode Island. Uh, you know, socially distanced. They have, you know, however far you have to be. But you can, like, we're thinking, get people, order food. And then what better place to eat than at, like, a table literally on the infield of McCoy Stadium, I think it'd be kind of cool. That'd be raw. That that's right. That's, you're trying to figure out something, right? That's innovative. Cook. So who would run the restaurant? You guys? Yeah, we're talking like full time staff. Me, I could be a freaking. I could be a server. No, you're a chef. You're a chef. Yeah, but we got like a real chef. I like to cook, but I, uh, I, I, I also need to be in front of people. I need to talk to human beings. So you're the you're the maitre d. Yeah, right. There you go. I could be that. Can I get right? I'd be a, I'd be a great one. One of the things I always said that uh, I screwed up when I was in college, what I should have done for money is, you know those guys that do the pedal bikes that uh, yep. have people in the back? Yep. 
staying in shape for baseball season would have been great, right? I could have been that guy. I would have made a fortune because I would have talked to those people. <laughs> we would have laughed. We would have had a great time. And um, I should have done. I should have been doing that to make extra extra money, uh, rather than tearing down bathrooms with uh, my best friend and his father. Mardi Gras didn't work out for you. Didn't work out. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been a bouncer or a dancer. One I could. Of the other. I could uh, <laughs> one day. <laughs> one sweet, sweet day. Hey, you, you, we laugh, but we might not even, we might be doing there soon if, if, if things keep no, going. Away. It was a mess. Um, um, but yes, that's what I. That's a, a, a deep regret in my life. Not one of those pedal bike people. You could still make Stayed that in great shape. You, could, you can still do that. Right, but I think that's past. <laughs> Maybe, like I said, maybe not. This whole sports thing may not be working out for us. Well, too. no one can be within six feet of each other. You're never going to be you able put, to. No, get you on put a, a glass barrier between you behind the person. That's done. Outdoors. You could do that. You could do that. There's Everyone our, gets there's our business idea. Everyone gets a mask. Of, not a front office features one. People don't need to sue us. No, just give them no. the regular ones. We'll give them the, we'll give them the paw socks masks. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, we're, we're, we're trying. We're trying anything. We're. Uh, uh, that's great. No, I think that's a. That's a. Because. Uh, Way the way it sounds like the regulations because Rhode Island, you guys are opening restaurants shortly, right? And it's all going to be outdoor seating that you have to outdoor have. Outdoor seating, they're open now, um, and you can. Uh, so we're trying. We're talking about like drive-in fireworks, drive-in movies. Uh, yeah, Marty did it, right? The, did Marty do that in Omaha? Drive done it twice. Yeah, he's been great. Yeah. Uh, there's just that's really expensive. Did he? You, you, did he reach out about you calling him a a, a weirdo or a wacko, whatever you you call them? Last I week? think he'd be upset if I didn't. Uh, because he is, he's, he's a nerd and I, he's, I love him. He's my nerd, but, uh, no, what was the, you described him as a, as a something I forget. It was, I'm sure it was endearing and I, I meant it from the heart. <laughs> we'll have to go. Freak. Was it a freak? Up. A Star Wars freak? I don't know. I remember it, it, that describes him, right? So he's a Star Wars weirdo. He's a freak. He's got, I meant to say, he's got a Yoda, a, a life-size Yoda in his office for the entire time. Baby Yoda, that baby. Baby Yoda. No, like, it was real size Yoda. Like, you know, three and a half feet tall, so Marty was an inch or, tall, inch or two taller than him. But uh, <laughs> Oh, wow. It was a short joke. It was a short joke, <laughs> Cordero, right for you, buddy. Right for you. I think, we should, I, I think we should wrap it up before we get sued. By who? Marty? By anybody. Or, at this, or, or Alabama, the state of Alabama. Alabama. Marty. Pedal, giraffes. Pe- giraffes. Pedal, pedal bikers. Mardi Gras. Those, I, uh, uh, maybe I should. Maybe I should. I'll start the pedal biking thing. Um, I make a fortune. Right now, maybe not. But yeah, at some point. When the time comes, <laughs> the time's not right. We'll br- buy low, sell high. We'll brand them the front office feature pedal bikes. Put our put our logos all over them. See, there we go. We got a, we got a little business going. <sighs> well, before our wives get really upset, since it's really late now. Um, it is. We should probably sign off. All right, I had fun. Did you? Yeah, I did. I laughed. Okay, good. Giraffes. Giraffes. <laughs> Can't swim. Later. See ya.